Welcome to Bean Stuff. Now today we are talking about the history of coffee. Big topics today. It is a big, big topic. It, I always get a bit scared when I talk about history because there's a lot of dates out there. And I remember when I was really young uh, that uh, I forget a lot of those dates. And I'm now I'm a little older, I'm still forgetting a lot of those dates. Well, in full disclosure, we have a laptop in front of us. All right, We've yes. Got well, you've got a lot of notes in front well, of you. But none of it's, none of, we're not cheating. I mean, no, it's no. just so we get, we get you the right facts. Trying to get the accuracy going. Yeah, so we yeah. print off what we already know. Yeah, yeah. Well, what you already know. Well, I, yeah. And I, I, I don't. I've talked about history of coffee many times, different seminars, different places, but I still got to have notes in front of me, otherwise I could just say something that's just totally wrong. Well, and I, I remember uh, not too long ago, this morning, when I told you we should record this podcast. Um, the history of coffee. We were both kind of like, what? There's, there's like, I remember just all lots of stuff flooding in. There's, I mean, I did a class at Caravan um, for education in January, and I've got this flash uh, on 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 overheads, and uh-huh. uh, but it, but I've forgotten a lot of it already. It's amazing. It's crazy how fast it goes in one ear and one. Uh, <laughs> I can't even speak to it. In one ear and out the other. It's and all right. It's I've right. got to take more of that coffee. You yeah. know, it's funny. We had that we had that episode of decaf coffee. And mm. what are we drinking today? We're drinking decaf coffee. Oh, yeah. So we're doing decaf Honduras today, which is really good. And we've got a lot of material. We don't want to make yeah. this last yeah. forever. Yeah. So we're going to jump right in. And uh, so we're going to start with the or- just the history of coffee. Kind of mm-hmm. try and stick to topic as much as we can. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and see where that takes us. Yeah, yeah. So to start it off, uh, what? Well, I guess here's a question. I think I know the answer, mm-hmm. but maybe other people don't. Dad, what is? When was day number one for coffee? What is the exact Whoa. scientifically proven number one origin of coffee? Well, probably the creation, but documented. Yeah, there is a lot of myths out there. Read. Um, I of my research, I, I can't. There's more than four, but I, I there's four ones that I've heard in and out, and they all sort of intermingle with each other. Mm. But uh, there's one main one out there that gets put out a lot. But there's 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 probably four if you started you know digging down. And what are the what are the so what are the four? I now I remember one, and I could be completely wrong. This might be not might not be in the four. That one has to do with goats. Very good. Is that can yeah. I can I start that one and then you correct me if sure. I go wrong? The, his name's Caldi, by the way. Caldi, the goat herder. Caldi, the goat herder. That's him. From my recollection, yes. which is from your knowledge, is a gentleman who was in. Where was he from? He was in Ethiopia. Lately. Ethiopia. That's right. <laughs> right between the tropics of Capricorn and Cancer. That's quite a large <laughs> swath of land and sea. <laughs> but Caldi mm-hmm. was herding his goats one day, mm-hmm. and he noticed that his goats started jumping and acting kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And he wondered what had gotten into his goats, and he realized that they had been eating a coffee cherry, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. coffee cherries, mm-hmm. from the trees that were around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's where my story oh, stops. <laughs> that, that, that's oh, right. all I remember. Oh, well, no, that, that is, I mean, there's different versions of it too, but, uh, and there's no true, I mean, it, uh, it's it's probably apocryphal of anything. I mean, it's just, what was that word, apocryphal? Apocryphal. Wow. It's writings, ancient writings. Oh, uh, man, yes. I'm learning oh, stuff oh, today. It's all right, mate, it's all right. Um, 
and it didn't i don't think the, even the story appeared it was six i looked down here 1671 800 years after it was supposed to have even happened so who knows what went on but you're right he saw them really excited and he thought what are they doing they're eating this so he had some himself and found he was suddenly enlivened and excited as well and voila he discovered the coffee cherry and there's more to it he takes it to to different folk and monasteries like close by and they enjoy it very much keeps them awake all night for so prayers. were they eating the well, i guess maybe we don't know but were they yeah. eating the whole fruit or like yeah. how did they actually yes. like, drop it into a I, well there's stories fire, about that roast too. it and then yeah. grind it on accident yeah. drop it in more hot water I, mean, I would say typically like you know apples whatever you're eating fruit off a tree you're typically just going to sort of eat into it and with coffee because you eat into it, it has, you know it's got a a small bit of fruit in it, not a lot. Mm. Um, kind of tastes like water. Yeah, it's pretty pretty mild, really. It's a very mild yeah. flavor. And uh, but to get to the seed, which is inside, it's not the fruit. It's the the, the two seeds inside the cherry. Uh, there's goodness knows how that really happened. They had to boil it at some stage. It's just incredible yeah. how many things had to fall into place. Yeah. For us to get a cup of coffee that I'm drinking right now. That's right. Like, I mean, you got to have fire. Somebody had to discover fire, of course. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> when you go back far enough. That's yeah. right. Boil water, you know, put the coffee in, the seeds. They had to have something to boil the water in. Did they dry the seeds? Because now there's a whole process now of, of, of taking it from the tree to the, you know, through the dry wet mills and wow. to the coffee, to the roastery, and then to us. Wow. So we've got Khalid. Kali, yes. Kali. Kaldi. Kaldi. Yes. And uh, so we've heard a little bit about him. Unless there's anything interesting, what's the, uh, what's no, the, what's no, the mean, next one? There's other parts to it, but I know... Other parts? Oh, well, how, what he did after and, oh. and people came to see and they, they were really impressed by the stuff as well. And they, yeah. There's another guy called Omar. Now, that's the Omar. second most known one, I think. Omar. He actually has a lot, much longer name than that. Do you want me to give me the name? Give us the full-on name. Oh, and I, I, I admit I'm going to pronounce this totally wrong with my... Uh, Kiwi American accent uh, or English, whatever that may be. Sheikh Abu Hassan Shaldi's disciple Omar. I just realized that was the disciple was Omar, but he had a Sheikh as well. So the disciple is Omar is a disciple of somebody? Omar, yeah, of that guy name I just said. Don't worry so about he, that. So Omar doesn't have a long name. Just his. He probably just does. Like, does. We, we just don't know it. Okay. <laughs> he just goes by Omar. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So Mr. Omar. Yeah, he. Uh, he cures the sick through prayer, and again, there's variations of this. Um, but as uh, he gets exiled to a cave uh, from Mocha, and he's starving, and uh, he just to survive, he chews some uh, nearby berries by near a shrubbery, but found them really bitter. Guess what? It's coffee. He tried roasting it to improve his flavor, but it's just so hard. And uh, so he boils it to soften the beans up, uh, gets this brown liquid that we know and we're drinking today, coffee. Uh, and a, you know, after he had some of this, he realized, I'm not feeling so bad. I'm, here I am deserted in this cave, feeling I'm left to die, but I feel quite revived. What's going on? Something to do with this brown liquid that he's drinking. Mm. And what, now, was there a year on that? Oh, the I, I know it's put a year on old, it. old. Oh yeah, exactly. And is there a year on the goat farmer, Caldi? Well, it appeared in writing says sixteen seventy one, but that was they say eight hundred years before, after the the fact. So it's probably some similar sort of time, I would think. Okay, okay. But 
so this becomes a miracle joke because locals around by start coming to the cave and say, what do you, you help me as a doctor? Uh, give me some medicine. He gives them some of this miracle drug mm-hmm. and he's calling it now. And uh, they feel like, wow. Because nobody knows what caffeine is. Nobody no, knows no. the effect it's going to have. The interesting just... thing, the history of that is he gets asked to come back and uh, he's made a saint. There you go. Come back to what? Come back to the mocha where he left from. He got exiled from. Oh, and he now he becomes Saint Omar. Yeah. Wow. Coffee was one of his miracles. I guess there is a coffee uh, saint. I don't think it's Saint Omar saint, though. Uh, uh, I have to look at that sometime. I, I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. There, I've seen a, I've seen a picture of it. Yeah. Yeah. Saint Drogal. Ooh, it sounds good, but we don't know. The patron saint of coffee. Yeah, anyway, yeah. he exists. Look it up. What's the, what's the third one? Oh, I like the third one. It's got another... I love all these big names. Um, he's a surfy mystic. Um, again, we're talking about Ethiopia. We're talking about Yemen all around those areas, but mainly Ethiopia. Uh-huh. Gothel Akbar Nuruddin Abu al-Hassan al-Sharhili. Whew. a lot in school. Mate, can you imagine mum saying, Hey! Gobu <laughs> Ashur... Oh, yeah, anyway, whatever. No, you wouldn't. No, no you wouldn't, no, would you? No, no. He did a very similar story, but you don't get to hear about it, but uh, his involved birds that were just you know, really excited, and he checks out what they're eating, and he eats the same stuff, and he is feels the same. So another, a third story. We don't know. Consistently feeling, mm-hmm. feeling revived, feeling excited, feeling That's alive. That's the common theme coming through here. Yes, yes. I see. So, and then number four. So you're going for a cup of your, or a sip of your coffee there. So. Okay, I was going to Go for a sip. Go for a sip. Sweat the palate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so we, we kind of start seeing this theme of people discovering it because animals are going kind yep, of crazy that's or thing. out of desperation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So number four. And this is sort of related again, Ethiopian tribes from the uh, Oran. Uh, Oromu tribes, um, in fact, the Gala tribes they call them, that, uh, that's the name of the tribe. They packed up this um, coffee seed mm-hmm. with uh, particular, the fruit part of it with fat and spices, the first energy bar around. <laughs> and Before the cliff bar. Exactly. It was the, the Gala bar. Yep, correct. The yep, Gala tribe right. bar. They knew it would sustain them for you know journeys they were going off out to, so. Um, wow. And there's there's writings about that happening as well. So it was it's been known for 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 some time. So I, I noticed an overwhelming amount of these, and by overwhelming, I think three of them yes. are all from Ethiopia. Yes, is that is that correct? The other one was from Yemen. Well, yes, or, or it's mainly Ethiopia, but then it's it's Yemen's so close, just across the Red Sea. So there's a lot of movement, a lot of. Um, um, trade going between, and unfortunately, a lot of slavery going between the two as well, and it get, that gets taken over to, to Yemen. Mm. So, is there a kind of a general consensus? Um, or two questions: Is there a general consensus that coffee originated in Ethiopia? Ish, <laughs> ish, it is. As some would say Hara region. Um, others they find diversity of of the genetics is is more in Western Ethiopia, which is closer to Kenya. There's, you know, it's not uh, directly known. It's not fully known. Gotcha. Okay, well, so it's kind of, so it is Africa. It's, yes, it's Europe, yep. or not Europe. Europe, no. Africa, and I'm thinking Ethiopia, the sort of thing, but Ethiopian area. Yeah. So uh, tell me about kind of the next iteration of what we know of as coffee progressing in history. Right, and these are going to be some generalizations going here, but as I said, Yemen, which is a close neighbor with water in between to Ethiopia, uh, a lot of trade going and um, 
I think particularly the slavery going across and they would take the berries with them and make their concoctions, have the energy bar, whatever they were doing from the Gala tribe. Mm-hmm. And uh, they would go into Yemen and the Yemenese tribes, the Muslims there suddenly realized, what's this stuff they're drinking? What are they having? Could we have it too? They tried and found it had really good properties to keeping them awake. Mm. Wow. So it's, it's kind of, it seems like the coffee is selling itself. In a sense, people are trying it. People are experiencing this feeling of, you know, what we now know is, you know, yeah. feeling awake because of caffeine. And they're starting to really, ca- it's it's catching on due to that fact, it seems, seems yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Even the name, it's, I think it got first translated in English back in, in or 1582 or something. And then it's come from Turkish name and then it's been borrowed again in Arabic I think it's called, which means prevents uh, sleep, I believe. So, so the origin of coffee, the name, yes, even means the name prevents sleep. Possibly, yes. Yeah. Possibly. Derivatives, yeah. yeah. Don't quote us. No. <laughs> so we've got this origin story from Ethiopia, we'll say for the sake of just simplicity's sake. Yeah. Uh, so Ethiopia, we've got a couple different iterations of where that may have come from, what it might have been. Um, and then it kind of progresses through slavery, through migration, through mm-hmm, people moving, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. kind of pe- people are bringing that with them in different mm-hmm. forms, shapes, and sizes. Yes. What? Uh, so tell me a little bit about uh, tell me a little bit about 1475. 1475. Uh, um, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The, <laughs> yeah. Um, before 1475, might I just go back a little bit because. Yeah. Coffee gets to Yemen, as I was saying, and monasteries, particularly using it, finding it very helpful in their nightly prayers um, sessions. Keeping the monastery, them awake. yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, and uh, and and from there it starts going different places, but uh, what Cairo, Damascus, Baghdad, Constantinople—it's a hard one to say. It is a hard one. Um, and uh, the interesting thing, though, with all those cities, and so we were getting to Constantinople. I mentioned that because it's got coffee shops. Uh, start opening up in 1475 that you're alluding to. Wow. But um, there's a lot of, I call it in and out, or in, out, and in. Kind of like, like in and out as far as like styles? In and out. It's almost like styles, and it, there's this constant, it gets brought in, and it's there, people really enjoy it, and then someone says, no, it's out, we can't have this. And then they taste it, and they go, huh. Let's change the laws and let's put this in again. And so can we have, what's an example of maybe one of those oh, transitions? There's a, there's a lot of them. I mean, it's like all those places I just mentioned. But <laughs> uh, it was banned in Be- uh, Mecca originally. This is back in 1511. And there's some names here I'm going to get wrong again. But uh, uh, the governor at the time was Kia Beg, And uh, he was the governor of Mecca. And he suddenly started saying, oh, this stuff, because they're drinking it, they seem to get enlivened and you know, they start talking about stuff. They start talking about me. Are they saying good things about me? I'm going to ban this substance because I don't want any bad talk going on uh, about me. And um, But uh, and then sometimes there's a religious part of saying, no, 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 we can't have this. Mm. Um, this is evil. This is satanic, they would say even. Um, then only like, I don't know, 10, 13 years later, it gets overturned by another sultan, uh, Sultan Suleiman I, a political thing, and uh, he issues a law that uh, he gets his religious folk to to write up and says, actually, 
um, we're going to allow this to happen because I've tasted the stuff and man, it's good. Wow. In fact, he gets so excited about it, he actually starts having a, a special chief coffee maker in the palace and wow. people come over to just enjoy the you know the palace and the coffee and uh, two abilities you've got to have. One is to be loyal and the ability to keep secrets. That was the, you know, if you're going to be a chief coffee maker. So the first barista job. Yep. For a sultan. Yep. Had to be loyal. Yep. And a secret keeper. Yep. Things haven't changed. So 1524 is when your baristas came into the scene. That's right. That's yep. pretty crazy. It's true. Yeah. Baristas established 1524. 14, yeah. There you go. It may have happened even before then. Who knows? Okay. So we've got, I mean, it really sounds to me like coffee could have been snuffed out almost at a lot of different places in history where it you know, went out and in and the right person not being a public figure and bringing coffee back into the scene could have meant the extinction of coffee as we yes. know it. Yeah, yeah. And that happened in Cairo. It happened in Ethiopia. It happened uh, uh, as well. Different emperors come in and they, you know, they drink it and find, man, this is good stuff. And uh, then they, they make it uh, all right to drink. Wow. Wow. So we've got people bringing it in out. What what's kind of the next step? Like, does it move? When does it get start getting to Europe? Like, we're still in kind of. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yemen. It there's again. It gets a little diverse here of, of where it goes and how it comes out, and uh, uh, basically the Arabs they want to keep a monopoly on this, and mm-hmm. they want to. So what they start doing is they they boil the seeds. If they do give them as gifts to something, they boil them before they go out so they're, they're, they're not fertile. They can't grow the plant, the coffee plant. They, they're very protective of it. But with all protections, um, things don't don't always go well. And um, So they're, they're boiling the plant before it gets out of the country so that nobody could grow the plant. Exactly. Yeah, okay, They want to wow. keep the plant. They know it's a good... good uh, you know, economy is going to be good by having this plant around because people valuable. are going to want it. It's valuable, valuable commodity. Gotcha. So they're boiling the plant; it's not getting out. Because for any great plan like that, and any you know control like that, there's always someone that comes along and says, "Aha! I think I can get around this." Mm. And uh, there's a guy called I think his name's Baba Budun. I emphasize that like I know how to say that. He's an Asian Indian. And he decides he's going to take one of these seeds. He liked the drink. Right. I'm going to take it back with me to India. Wow. And he, he, he whatever, he puts it on his, on his stomach and puts his clothes over that. And voila, he takes it back. And the bean, the coffee seed starts growing now in uh, in India. Wow. So it's it, it really seems like a drink of the people. People it, are the ones who are yeah. kind of pushing it. Very much so. Hmm. Yep. yep. And so it gets to India. Does it... Is that kind of where we kind of see that progressing next? As far as it comes from, you know, Africa, people start liking it. They don't want it to get out. Then it goes to kind of like the Middle East, it sounds like a little bit. Yeah, Middle and East, then yeah. it starts kind of spreading then, from there. Again, this is an oversimplification, but you get folk from around the world trading with these, these folk and enjoying the drink, and they want this drink somehow to come to their place in the world, and particularly in Europe, want that to happen. Hmm. Now you've got places like the Netherlands, you've got France, right. you've got some big players who really want the, the drink. Brazil comes in on the picture as well a little later on, now the biggest producer of coffee, and but they had to get it from somewhere. It wasn't originated uh, in, in Brazil. Wow. 
That's crazy. So coffee, wow. It's crazy to think, like you said, like Brazil being one of the largest manufacturers of coffee today or growers, and yet they were not really on the scene to begin with. It's, you know, Ethiopia, Yemen, places like that that now are not as big as as Brazil even. Exactly, yeah. And the coffee, how it's worked around the world, it's come and gone and uh, uh, big players, little players, um, it's 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 quite it's really a changer that's it's changed whole cultures actually. So let me throw this this out here for you. Okay. And I, let, let's just see what pops into your mind. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm I think it's something special. Yes. Peter, Van. Yes. Brocken. Oh, you mean Peter Van Dan Brocken? Well, yeah. He's someone new as Dan as well. Some, yeah, some of us just call him call him Dan. <laughs> but uh, tell us about Peter. Well, <laughs> he was, he he was a Dutchman. Dutch. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Good old Dan. Good. And we're talking sixteen sixteen. This guy was around, and um, he was uh, he was working for the Dutch East Indian Company at the time. He visited Mocha. Now, what? for those of us that don't know, mocha is not just oh, a drink. It's also oh, a true. country. Yeah, it's very much a country. Right it's, above Australia it's, it's and major, Indonesia. major port in Yemen. Which is where? Oh, just opposite uh, Ethiopia. Oh. So we're still in the Middle East So here. we're still in the Middle East? Exactly. Or Africa. Middle East, big player in this whole thing, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then mocha is, so mocha's right there. Yeah. So mocha was not... A first, a concoction of coffee and chocolate. It was a country first. Though. Exactly. Oh. I, I, I don't know the history of chocolate. But well, yeah, yeah. In yeah. coffee, mocha is the port, yes. Wow. Yeah. Very interesting. And uh, So back to, sorry, back, oh, to, back to Peter. He, he was wandering around and found he liked this coffee, wanted some of it, so he decided a plan to, to scale the walls one night, get the coffee seedling, and take it back to his waiting ship, and off he goes. Wow. It, you know, it was a you know, pretty daring thing he was doing. He knew he could get pretty well hurt uh, if, if he got caught, caught doing this. He got back, of course, and found, oh, rats, it doesn't grow. Coffee needs to grow, as you said, right near the beginning, between the tropics. Tropics of Capricorn and Cancer. Oh, very good, very good. And so he got it back there, this dead you know, sort of thing, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, it didn't grow. So no coffee grows in the United States. Well, no. <laughs> yes, it does. It grows in Hawaii, uh. and they're trying to grow it in California. Um, but uh, it's just it's difficult. It's hard to do uh, compared to the the way it naturally grows at high altitude uh, in between those tropics. Because I remember when we lived in New Zealand, that you had a couple of coffee plants. <laughs> Actually, you know, I think you have some now, or you did. I, I yeah. But we had a, a pretty decent-sized coffee plant for a house, I should say. Mm-hmm. And uh, and even where you work, I've, I've, we've had coffee plants grow, and I've seen a taste of the fruit from them. Yes, yeah. But it is mostly, or more specifically, coffee is going to grow between the two tropics. Yeah, so you've got other things going there other than just tropics. You've got soil, you've got variety of the coffee, you've got big players, altitude of the coffee. Um, if the rain sort of through the season of flooding areas, there's a wow. lot of things that come into it to make it, you're right, it grows everywhere, but to, to actually grow good quality tasting coffee like we're drinking right now, mm. it's a lot harder to do. And so for, so for, you know, when I think of coffee, there's lots of different places and things and stuff, but 
being in the States at the moment, coffee is a huge thing at the moment. Yes. So when does coffee start, you know, what year are we talking about, you know, that we have the revolutionary or the, you know, the tea party? Oh, as Boston far as, like, tea party, you know, yes. Boston tea party. Mm-hmm. Is there a Boston coffee party? Ooh, I or when does coffee come into the States? Yeah, well, it, it comes in pretty early to the States. I mean, even, was it, the, we, we, did, we did the first towns uh, start on the East Coast here of, in America. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm not history. Good at this history stuff. I know, yeah. But coffee was brought into that stage from other places, from Europe, from um, Africa, obviously. Gotcha. It was be, It was being brought in at that time. So. Wow. And you've got revolutionary, you know, the revolutionary wars going on in, um, uh, in America. Um, taverns where they're meeting guess what coffee is involved so does coffee ever take over beer as far as like consumption uh, actually it's a good question yes i mean in places like new york uh was it new york yeah they, they 1968 yeah mate you're looking you got, there's some notes around here no not 1960 1668 1668 yeah uh it does it, for, for a breakfast beverage was beer but in that year that you just mentioned coffee suddenly takes over in consumption so suddenly coffee is becoming a big player uh, wow. in the whole diet of, of, of the country wow wow so 1668 is a big big year for the states as far as coffee well yes in new york anyway <laughs> well and i think there was a book that i read and i it's called the history of the world in six glasses i think okay it talks about the history of the world in six glasses and, it, and one of those glasses being coffee and it walks through you know, the history of the world with wine, beer, coffee, uh, Coca-Cola, and a couple other ones. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that it talked about was uh, back in Europe, they would have coffee houses. And each, you know, coffee house would specialize in its own topic. So one might be philosophy, one might be science, one might be you know, mm-hmm. architecture, art, different things. And so people would go to these different coffee shops. So even then, coffee was kind of a, a way for people to get together and discuss and and kind of was the was the fuel for a lot of discovery and discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you haven't read that book, uh, hmm. it's a good read. It's interesting. Um, but it's just crazy how much coffee fueled, you know, just even early thought. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, comes across, across the ocean to the United States when people from England go over there. And it's just, it just, it just really, I mean, obviously it takes a while, but it mm-hmm, spreads mm-hmm. quite, I mean, there's almost no country in the world where there is yeah, no coffee. Probably true, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting how and how culture has taken it and adapted it to their own place. You've right. got the Turkish coffee, you've got right. espresso, you've got, there's just so many, the mocha pot, there's many things, you, ways you can make a coffee and different cultures have different ways. I remember being in Ethiopia and just at a motel, at a hotel, whatever one you went to, there'd always be a lady at the front uh, there serving coffee in little, little tiny um, mm. ceramic uh, china. Wow. And doing a typical Ethiopian coffee ceremony. And that was just normal. Mm. You stop at a, you know, uh, along the side of the road for a break from the highway. And when I say highway, that's up for interpretation. But <laughs> the, uh, you'd sit there and there'd be someone there doing an Ethiopian, I'd call it an Ethiopian coffee ceremony. For them, it was how they serve coffee. Wow. Wow. Okay, wow. So, yeah, that's kind of, I'm, I'm, it's crazy, like you said, the cultural differences. Yes. You know, we go to a coffee shop or make it ourselves, but to have it such a ceremonious part of life is just different. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, wow. So, sorry, 1968, coffee starts beating oh, out, well, that's beating right. out yeah, beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coffee starts winning the war. 
Yes. Um, what's what's the next step for coffee's oh, yeah. segue into our lives? Oh, you can go to many different places, and uh, you can uh, you can go to Paris, or say so you can Amsterdam had a big play in the whole whole thing too. They eventually did get some coffee. Some guy I can't remember his name now, um, who was really uh, desperate to get uh, coffee back home. Uh, was he Turkish? Oh, there's been a few of them. There's been some heroes who have gone through all sorts of things. Uh, I, can't remember, I can't remember his name on top of my head. I was having a look at my notes here to see if I can see the guy. But, um, like like Paris. Um, well, and Solomon Aga. Solomon Aga? Uh, was he the guy that brought coffee into Paris? Oh, probably was, yes. Sorry, I don't recognize his name, but you're right. He's got a longer name than that, but... Uh, you're he's right. got a professional name. He but... does. He does. He he's an ambassador, basically, um, um, and he comes to Paris to King Louis the whatever the fifteenth or something, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, he brings he calls it a magical beverage, and mm-hmm. uh, he brings some beans along with him. Guess what? They have to use those beans and start growing coffee beans themselves. Wow. Paris loved him. He'd have a special. Turkish coffee to have Turkish coffee with him was a real honor, and people would come from you know far and wide to, to spend time with him. Wow! Then you got people. You got I mean some of the philosophers that come from that. You got a shop opening up uh, in in Paris, uh, the Cafe de Procopi. I'm not sure how you say that, but you got philosophers like philosophers like um, Rose uh, Diderot. Yeah, that's right, and Vol- Voltaire. They, they were all part of that. That's where they were learning and discussing all their theories at that time. And it's just, that's amazing how almost crucial coffee's role is in some of his... Like, you know, I wonder how many things were happening over a cup of coffee that uh, wouldn't have Very happened. true. Probably like today. <laughs> right, like we're having this over a cup of coffee. That, that's right, that's right. By the way, I, just, I, I remember reading somewhere, Voltaire, he had 50 cups per day of coffee. That's a lot of coffee. I don't know. I, I, that's too someone, much coffee. That's too much coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> I know we said we'd keep this at 30 oh, minutes, and we're, we're already there. Are we really? Yeah. Oh, mate, so many great stories. The Brazilian one's a good one. Well, I think, you know, uh, I want. I, I know we waffled quite a bit today. We're yeah, kind of rustling yeah. through our notes. Yeah, and there's just so much stuff. About five, you know, textbooks worth of stuff, but... Tell us a good story that you think. What's what's one of your favorite kind of coffee origin stories? Oh, one of my favorite uh, coffee stories, the Brazil one. There's two of them, but the, I'm going to give you the second one. That's the Brazil one. Is it a juicy one? Oh, it is actually. It is. It's, it could you could make a good story, probably a good you know mini series about this. I would think. Yeah. But um, there was a, this dispute going between French Guiana and Dutch Guiana, oh. sort of top of of South America there. And uh, and the, uh, the Brazilian government, yeah, quite bright they were. They decided they were going to come in with um, a colonel to be the the in between guy, going to you know, bring these two factions together, like a negotiator, a negotiator. That's negotiator. what he was. He had a great name too. He was a bit of a bit of a handsome dude, I believe. Is really? that, yeah, even his name, uh, uh, Colonel Francisco de Melo Pajita. Oh, mate. It just rolls off the tongue. It just does. It he does. sounds smooth. He was smooth. What happened though? The the governor um, 
in French, uh, the French governor said, no, you're not going to have any of our, our seeds of coffee, which had come to them in a certain way as well. And uh, but he wasn't put he wasn't put off by that. He thought, aha, uh -huh, the uh, governor's wife loves to dance. I'm going to dance the night away with her. And there's stories about how all that sort of developed as such. But she basically falls in love with this guy. And I don't know if it's the next day, the next week, as he's leaving, uh -huh. she gives him a bouquet of flowers. Isn't that nice? Was Isn't it a nice story? Not ended how I was, it didn't end how I was expecting it to end. Well, let me tell you, Reed. Inside those flowers were fertile coffee seeds. She planted, she put them inside the, 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 the flowers. Wow. So off he goes back to Brazil with his flowers and his seed. And now we have Brazil with one of the biggest pop, uh, you know, uh, producers of coffee there is. I mean, I, I feel like we should just tell people to Google origins oh, of coffee. And just, you'll come up just, with so much stuff. Because there's juicy stories of love and oh, very loss much. and philosophy and the first story i didn't say but gabriel i'm not going to give you the story this guy was just really uh, passionate about getting coffee to his homeland he would fight he would go against pirates he would there was ration food on the on the ship he would give up his water to give it to his coffee plant so he could get it back home again wow i mean there's the stories like that I mean, just going into all the different things, just the roasting, the grinding, the different ways of making coffee, and yet the only, you know, the very origin of just how we even got it. I know. Isn't that funny? We don't really know, but we know a few little things, perhaps like a lot of things in history, but, uh, but here we are today enjoying it because of all slavery, because of wars, because of love stories, different reasons, but uh, here we are able to enjoy our coffee, and... I'm really thankful of those people before me who who put their lives on the line, basically. I'm glad I don't have to fight off pirates in the morning to get my, my coffee. That's right. Um, wow. Well, if, if you have other stories that you've heard that... Yeah, uh, there's a lot of them out there. ...that you, you think might be interesting, go ahead and, and feel free to shoot them our way on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram... Uh, and again, just go to beanstuff.com to get links to all of that. I do realize the Twitter link wasn't working until mm. today. Mm. So that is fixed. So Good. now I'm not lying when I say that Twitter works from the website there. But shoot us one of your stories, what you think uh, the origin of coffee is. Mm -hmm. And uh, and yeah, I mean, always feel free to shoot us questions or, you know, we have a... We have a big list of things to do as far as what podcasts we want to do and what topics I mean. Um, but if you have topics that you want to hear about, feel free to send them to us. Or you feel free to also email us at, it's just read at beanstuff.com. Mm -hmm. um, and we will, we will, we would love to hear from you. Feel free to also review, subscribe. And uh, you can do that wherever you get your podcasts. But uh, yeah, no, we're excited for the next. I don't think we've decided what to do next. There's a lot of topics, so yeah, there's a lot. We could carry on about history, but there's enough. They can look at themselves. Know, yeah, and well, maybe we can do a part two sometime. Oh, sometime. But uh, so we're we're gonna. This is our Friday episode this week, and uh, we're gonna have another episode next week. And so every Friday we'll be releasing an episode. My goal is to release it early enough so you people who drive to work early can enjoy it on your morning commute. With a cup of coffee, maybe. Mm. Um, but Fridays, uh, I'll try and do it as early as we can. And again, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we hope to hear from you. And uh, yeah, tune in next time.